Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Sneaks, Rhymes, and Life. I am your host, Lionel McDonald. So uh, this will be the second of a uh, double episode day, as you uh, probably have figured out that I'd like to re- release my episodes uh, despite when I record them, uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday uh, at 12 noon. So um, we're going to speak to one of my colleagues, Samantha. Um you know, um, involved in, in retail and, uh, and sneakers in retail, but also, um, definitely involved, uh, as a sneaker collector and a sneaker, you know, uh, enthusiast or head or depending on how you want to use your sneaker terminology, but, uh, she's really cool, positive person. Um, you know, has a lot of zest for life, but, uh, also really understands, uh, the sneaker game from a, a woman's perspective and, and definitely how she can, uh, not only lead the charge on how things need to change, but also, you know, how she can uh, help set the framework for those that, uh, that will follow in her footsteps. So, um, there is some audio problems. Um, it's not terrible. There's a little bit of an echo, um, in certain portions of, uh, of the call, but, uh, if you hopefully you can work past that. And, um, I think I debated at one point, should I even release it? But I think Samantha is so awesome on this, on this, uh, on this recording that, uh, I definitely wanted to share with you and, and really for you, you to understand her perspective because it's much different than any of my other guests. And again, all of my guests have been very, very unique in their own way. So um, again, appreciate everyone listening and the support. This is now available on, uh, on Anchor, uh, Google. Um, uh, obviously, it's now uh, uh, you know originally available on Spotify, but now it's been picked up by uh, Apple Podcasts. So a uh, little, little mini celebration of I. Uh, as I said in the earlier um, episode today. So uh, thanks for listening. And uh, now you'll hear the recording between myself and Samantha um, on, uh, on everything sneakers. Hey, how are you, Samantha? How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. So uh, glad you were able to join us this morning um, and give us an opportunity to chat. Um, so how are things on your end? Um, pretty good. You know, it's just an easy Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, you know, I guess, first of all, you know, again, appreciate you, you, you joining, uh, and, and hearing, uh, um, you know, what we do and, and, you know, obviously, you know, big opportunity kind of, uh, for everyone to kind of get to know you a little bit better. So, um, if we kind of start off, maybe you can tell us a little bit about yourself and your sneaker style and, uh, and, and, you know, about your collection, because we all know that you're a huge sneakerhead. Um, yeah, so I'm Sam. Um, I am an associate buyer at Foot Locker Canada. Uh, I've been with the company for about, I think, like a year and a half now. Um, and I've um, pretty much been, like, working as an allocation analyst uh, for, like, the first year and a half and then the last month I've uh, moved over to the buying rule so it's been pretty cool um but I started collecting sneakers probably early like early high school or maybe like the like the later end of elementary school like I started with a huge collection of slowly made my way over to the Nike side and uh started collecting Jordans okay totally cool so maybe you could tell us how big your collection is um I think right now I'm sitting on like 80 to a hundred pairs. Well, that's pretty solid. That's pretty solid. So do you, do you have a favorite? Do you have like a favorite style? Um, we've heard already about air force. So 
Um, I know that uh, from the rumor mill says that you're a big Air Force one. So maybe you could share with us a little bit more. Yeah. So um, I started collecting Air Forces probably in high school because I had to wear them. Well, I didn't have to wear them. I tried to wear them for uniform. Um, like I had like the black, black low um, and I would wear that for school, try to get away with that as like a leather sort of shoe. But I ended up usually switching to Keds by third period. Um, gotcha. But after Air Forces, I actually kind of made my way over to like Jordan ones. And I think I, I probably have more Jordan ones than I do Air Forces now. But okay. yeah, it's kind of a combination of the two. Okay, gotcha. So uh, Jordans and Air Force uh, are kind of, uh, you know, your thing. And you said you've been collecting since high school. Um, so, you know, if you were to rate yourself one to 10, where would you say you rank as a, as a sneakerhead? You know, 10 being extreme and knee deep into the culture maybe neck deep but uh what would you say um i'd probably say um sorry my dog's barking um i would probably say i'm like a six or a seven like i'm crazy enough to like want to know like everything that's going on like i'm always kind of up on the releases and trying to understand like what's coming out how i can get it but then if i don't get it if i take an l I'll usually just, I'll be okay with the L. Like, I won't go too crazy. Like, there's not been very many sneakers that I've paid myself for or anything like that. Okay. So, yeah, that's that's pretty reasonable, all things con- all things considered. So, you know, is there anything in your background or I guess I would say, um, you know, sports or music, you know, that kind of led to you being uh, a sneakerhead? Um, I think it was probably like the environment that I was in, like where I grew up, like everyone was super into dunks. Everyone was super into air forces. And like, we, we all went through that sort of emo phase where we we're all into Converse. Like, um, and I think that kind of helped shape what I was into. Um, I would say a lot of that also came in from like the music influences. Like we were listening to a lot of like early 2000s R&B um, and that whatever we saw in music videos was what we wanted to have. Like, I remember, um, listening to Nelly and like listening to him sing about Air Force Ones being like, ah, I need a new fresh pair. Or like, I remember watching some Vanessa Hudgens music video on Family Channel about sneaker night and then buying myself a pair of like Echo sneakers like the next week for back to school. So it was like kind of whatever I saw on TV and I knew I wanted to have, I would try to like convince my mom to buy for me. Gotcha. That's so, you know, mom had a, had a definite say in it what was happening okay okay is there any you know celebrities or sneaker you know you know uh enthusiasts that kind of influence you know what you're into um I wouldn't nail it down to anyone specific I just kind of like always monitor like who's wearing what so whether it be kind of like in more recent years watching a lot of like um sneaker shopping videos from complex and like seeing what everyone's getting or um it just kind of being like scrolling through instagram or even now tiktok and like kind of seeing what um people are picking up and then just kind of like putting together what i like best okay um i think if we think about you know the you know obviously there's a huge movement right now um to really work on equality particularly in the uh, in the sneaker world um, what would be your thoughts, you know, on you know, obviously the upcoming International Women's Day and then Women's History Month, you know, from a sneakerhead perspective? I think it was really hard at one point to 
take a look at like what was coming out and not being able to get it in my size. Um, I think, especially like living in Canada, like it's super hard to get any sort of like the men's sizes four to six, like down here, like you usually start at seven and work your way up to 14 if you can find it. But um, yeah, it was always really hard to kind of get a version of a shoe that you were looking for, or you get that typical sort of shrink it and pink it and whatever shoe you're looking for, it's always in some sort of pink shade, which is probably one of my least favorite colors. Um, so yeah, it's definitely been kind of um, an interesting sort of feat to be able to accomplish, like getting sneakers, getting them and finding them in grade school, making sure that the grade school is more or less the same as the men's pair um and like working my way through that but I think it's getting a lot better especially now that you have like women coming on to the scene and like being able to design sneakers with um Jordan brand so you have like Alaylee you have uh Vashti you've got Melody Asani so um it's a lot of influencers really coming into the game and being able to change the market for us which I think is really cool yeah, I think, you know, women's has really come a, a long way recently. And, uh, you know, I think hopefully things like this can continue because I think, you know, there's lots of women that would obviously love to get uh, their hands on some stuff and have some things, you know, made specifically for them. Even when some of the big launches, it'd be great for them to come in women's sizes. For sure. Um, okay. Is there any female leaders that kind of influence you, whether it's, you know, personally or professionally or even as a sneakerhead? Um, I would definitely say Melody Asani was one of them. So yesterday when we announced that she was going to be one of our creative directors, I thought that was probably one of the coolest things because um, she's Persian and I'm half Persian. And honestly, you never really see someone who kind of looks like you, like um, doing the thing up there. Like they're just like, it's just really amazing to be able to see someone who loved basketball as a kid and now being able to work with like one of the bigger brands who um, sells all the shoes that she used to buy and being able to design with us and things like that. Like, it's really nice to be able to see women come up in this industry um, and be able to lead the game. Um, and then also like just on the more like political side of things, um, I would say uh, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez definitely has a positive impact on me, like being able to see how she, um, really um sticks up for her people and the community that she represents and she isn't afraid to use her voice and use her platform to speak up against things that she sees are wrong or um try to right the social injustices of this world so um being able to have someone kind of close to my age being able to do that at such a young age um it's really nice to be able to watch and witness and um see the legacy that she's creating for the future yeah, I think you, you make you make a, a point on some interest there. So, you know, I, you mentioned that um, from even being Persian, um, you know, I know in, in, in as being a, a black, you know, person that's Jamaican, you know, I think some people love, you know, sneakers in, in my culture, but I think even the old older generation think it's kind of a waste of money to be, to be stacking sneakers and collecting them. So, you know, from a Persian perspective, because you said you were Persian, you know, how, how does being a sneakerhead kind of resonate or you know, what are the views of, you know, people in your culture? Okay, so I'm Filipino and I'm Persian and on both ends of the spectrum, my parents hate it. They think I'm wasting so much money. They look at what I have and like, they think I live in excess, which is true. And I think like to a degree, like, any sneakerhead who is collecting quite a bit, like whether you love it or you're just getting into it now, like it can be quite costly, both 
like financially and in space. Um, so, you know, having my nice sneaker display and everything like that and being able to collect as much as I'm collecting. I think at one point I was bringing like two to three pairs of shoes home a month. And my dad would always be like, well, what are you doing? Like, where is, where's your money going? And I wasn't saving anything, which was kind of crazy at the time. But I was in high school and I just, I saw a shoe I wanted and I was working at the time, so I would get it. Um, but it yeah. is definitely harder for them to understand what it is that I do, whether it be spending money on shoes, whether it be spending money on clothes or bags or whatever it is. Um, but I think they're getting there, if that makes sense. Like, um, and also as I get older, there's probably less that I want to buy. And I'm probably um, a little bit more picky about what I'm picking up these days versus like just kind of like adding because I want it. Um, I have to really kind of assess if I have the space for it and what I want to get rid of in order to make space for what I'm trying to buy. Um, and yeah, I it's getting them to a level of understanding that like, this is what I do. It's kind of in the industry that I work in. So now this is kind of my job um, and letting them just kind of accept me for who I am at this point. Yeah, I to totally get that. I, I've definitely been in that boat before. So, so you, you kind of mentioned, you know, obviously chasing, chasing certain sneakers, you know, can you give us an example of a story where you chased a shoe and you ultimately you just didn't get it? Um, I would probably say, like, as of late, like, it's been the dunks for me, like, I've just had the hardest time being able to get them. I haven't, I haven't had a pair of dunks since high school. Um, and I haven't been able to get any of the newer ones that have released as of late, just like whatever raffles I've been entering. And if I've been trying to use like, um, Sneakers Canada or whatever it is, like, I've just been having the hardest time. So um, those are the ones that I've been chasing and have inevitably taken a bit of an L. Um, not like too sad on it, but I'm a little bit salty on like some of the women's colorways that I wasn't able to get. Um, and yeah, like I would just say it's probably like more recently, like especially during COVID because I'm like, we're not doing like the lineups anymore. Like I don't do sneaker lineups anymore. I haven't for a really long time. Um, and like online, it's really hard to be able to get it when there's so many people trying for the same thing as you. So, you know, when you get those small wins, it's a really big celebration on my end. Yeah, you make you bring up an interesting point, you know, just on shopping and COVID. Like, you know, like, have you really found it a huge challenge? Like you've hard, not been able to get anything um, during COVID because you just can't get your hands on it because the demand is so great versus the supply. Yeah, I'm pretty sure like I've like there haven't really been any sneakers that I've been able to get in the last like six months or so um, just because like it has been so traffic heavy, like on any site that I've been on, just try to get them. And I even know like Nike's doing this sort of like personal shopping where you can like enter a raffle, text this number, see if you can get the shoe that you're looking for. And even that's been pretty difficult, although that seems more immediate. Um, yeah, it's it's just been really hard. So anything that I'm getting right now is probably more of like a core sneaker and like a re-up versus getting anything that's sort of like high heat. Okay. So, Hey, let's normally when we, uh, we have our, our chats, you know, um, love to do anytime we get a desk or guest, we talk about a game that we like to play called copper pass. Okay. So I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a shoe and your first gut reaction. Do you, would you cop it or would you pass on it? Okay. Ready? Okay. So, um, I'll, I'll give you a softball one first. Uh, University Blue Jordan One. Oh, 100% cop. If I keep it, if I, if I even can. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> dunk, dunk high, high all-star. Um, I don't really love like the dunk high all-star like colorway. Um, I love the dunk high as a shoe, but I probably would pass on that. Okay. Uh, Syracuse dunk high. Cop. Okay. Jordan nine women's change the world. Pass. I don't really like the nine. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jordan 12 ice cream comes out in GS. Cock. Okay. Jordan 3, Midnight Navy. Pass. Okay. Midnight, or, uh, sorry, Dunk, Michigan. Cop. Cool Gray 11. Cop, because that hasn't come out in so long. Yeah. Okay. Um, Hyper Royal, Jordan 1. Cop. Okay. And then last one would be uh, Jordan 4, University Blue. Cop. Okay, so, I, so I trend obviously this year, a lot of like Carolina or they're calling it University Blue this year. Yeah. So um, interesting, you say that you don't like the Jordan Nine. Is there a reason why? Like, what is it about the Jordan Nine that kind of just doesn't do it for you? It's kind of just the shape. It's and it's the same thing, kind of like with the shape and the fit for me. Like, I've never really found a colorway that I'm like super crazy about in either of those. Like, I think I have one pair of threes. It might be the cement threes, and I have no nines just because whenever they've come out and they've come out in my size that I've been able to find, just haven't been really too crazy about the color. Okay. So you, you let's, let's go, go back, back to, to the dunks for the dunk all stars. So you say you like highs, but you don't love that colorway. And I think it's cool that it is an all star shoe because I don't think they've ever made an all star dunk. Tell us your, you know, maybe it's a little bit more on why you'd, you'd pass on that one. I don't know, like, there's a lot of those, like, sort of high, uh, high heat sort of shoes, like where there's like a moment around it. And I like them. I don't think, like, I wouldn't pass up on it if, it if I had the opportunity to get it but I probably wouldn't chase into it um the reason being is because like I feel like there's someone who's out there that would love it a lot more than me and I would appreciate it for the moment that it is and I don't think I'm that customer okay all right gotcha gotcha so hey let's think about um you know a shoe that you cop that you're kind of really debating whether you liked it or not but once you did buy it, you absolutely fell in love with it. Uh, I'm looking at my wall just to see. Um, I would probably say, like, I wasn't too crazy on the P6000s. Um, when they first mm -hmm. came out, um, I was, like, kind of iffy on the colors that they came in and the, like, overall shape of the shoe. Um, but I got a pair uh around the holiday time, like an all over sort of gold pair and almost looks like the gold 97 bullet, but it's not. Um, and I love them. I wear them all the time. So they are super comfy. I think it's kind of like that sort of shoe that gives a little bit of flair without like doing too much. Um, and I've been wearing them quite a bit during quarantine. Okay. That's, that's pretty cool. Hey, so listen, you know, obviously we're in the month of March and it's Women's History Month in a lot of part of the world, but uh, it's also Air Max Month. So what are your thoughts on Air Max Month and, you know, are you a big Air Max person? What are kind of some of your favorites? Um, I love Air Max Month because Air Max Day is actually my dad's birthday. So every year for his oh, birthday, awesome. I always try to go and find him in Air Max if I can. Um, but I, I do love Air Maxes. Like I have probably 
like at least one of almost every single Air Max, except for the 2090. I haven't managed, I haven't managed to find one that I like yet, but I do have like quite a few. Like I love the 95, I love the 98, uh, 97. Um, Air Max one is probably my favorite though, I would have to say. Okay, okay. That's, that's pretty insightful that Air Max one. I know Toronto in particular, so many people love the 90. Some people love the Air Max one. A ton of people love the, the 97 silver bottle in particular. Mm -hmm. um, and then obviously the 95, anytime you can get one of the OG colors, that's definitely one that's popping, right? Mm -hmm. So so if we think about again you know women's month um in general um you talked about some people that are that are influencing you and really make a difference when you look at sneakers what are some of the things you think need to change in the industry to make it better for women and and level you know give us a level of equality i think it's really just accessibility like and i have to you know, give credit to a lot of like places right now, like Makeway, like which is a women's sneaker shop that just opened in Stacked Market downtown. Um, and they're really trying to change sort of game of accessibility for how women can get sneakers or what sneakers are available to women. But yeah, it's really just accessibility in the smaller sizes, because I know that men's pairs typically will probably gain more money for a lot of these companies. Um, they're more expensive. They use more premium materials. Um, but at the same time, like there are some of us out here who are on the smaller spectrum of the sizes and we want to be able to get them and we can't. So um, being able to have more either allocations or just number of units produced in like sizes four through six and a half would be great. Or just, you know, make the grade school um, pair almost as premium, if not the same as the men's pair so that we feel like we're not missing out on anything. That, that, that definitely makes sense. So I, I definitely think in, in the industry, there, there needs to be a movement that moves forward. So, you know, you mentioned that you're a, a buyer, you know, at our office and you'd work for the company for, for a period of time. You know, how much influence do you have on, on what we buy for women's and, you know, how, how, do you, how do you, in your role, maybe help shape what, you know, Foot Locker as an organization does um, from a buying perspective? Yeah, so... Um working as a uh, associate buyer, but even as a replant analyst, like um, I was really lucky to be as young as I am and be able to give perspective to the more senior buyers that we have. And when I was working as the replenishment analyst for the women's department, we were doing both um, apparel and footwear. And I was working with Kayla at the time, who's now our buyer in New York, but now also Stephanie. Um, and they were always really great at giving me the opportunity to share my perspective, whether it be with like the Nike team or the Addy team, Reebok, whoever it was, um, just to see about like what I wanted to see on our walls. Cause I guess I would say I'm the closest to the consumer that you would find at our office. Um, and it's kind of like being able to shop for yourself, but on a larger scale. Um, and that's why I love my job so much because it, I get to do what I love and I get paid for it, which is really awesome. Um, but yeah, so being able to share my perspective with these guys and like see the product firsthand before it comes out, like probably about a year in advance um, and being able to say like, I think we should probably do these colors more and maybe these less. Um, I think that's definitely helped grow our business as much as it has. Um, but definitely being able to continue to provide perspective on that side and hopefully one day even become a buyer in the women's department, who knows, right? So um, yeah, it's been super fun. 
Yeah, I think definitely some opportunities are out there. So you just got to hang in there and continue to do the, the great things you're doing right now. Um, so again, from, you know, just thinking about a buyer, obviously, you know, working at the office, you definitely have, you know, impact on many of the young managers that work at, you know, Foot Locker and also just in the industry in general, because you're, you're helping to make a difference and, and obviously being a leader. Um, what would be some of the advice you could share, you know, from your perspective, even though you're young, um, you, you've have obviously gotten to a certain level in an organization. Um, and I'm sure that's important to you. What would be some of the advice you could give someone to, to some of the young leaders that are out there? Um, I would say, honestly, just keep putting your name out there and keep making connections. Um, I was lucky that right after university, I found this role on LinkedIn. I've been super active on LinkedIn. Like Lionel, I know you're super active on LinkedIn too, but um, I've been super active on LinkedIn since I was in high school and then early into university. It was a big part of um, the program that I was in. They really taught us how to brand ourselves on there. Um, And once I found that role at Foot, um, I applied for it, met with Nicole, Brad, Jer at the time, um, Mike, and got to meet those guys and really put my best foot forward. Talk about how much I love like the industry and how much I've um, loved, you know, even aspiring to work at Foot Locker since I was a kid and never actually being able to work at Foot Locker, but now being able to do it on the more corporate side. Um, And just making sure that no matter what you wanna do, you really just set your mind to it and you go for it. And there shouldn't be too many obstacles that stop you. And even if there are obstacles that you come across, you try to overcome them as best as you can. Um, And I don't think without that sort of mentality, I'd be able to be in the position that I'm in right now. Uh, Really inspiring. I think obviously, you know, a lot of the the listeners today would definitely take to what you've said. So uh, appreciate you sharing that. So as we kind of just wrap up today, I kind of love to always ask a, a pretty fun question. So if you were to create a shoe or take a shoe that's already out there and color it your own way, what shoe would that be and what would it look like? I would probably try to do my own uh, 270 um, because that's pro- and I would probably do a 270 React to be specific. It's a shoe that I love wearing and I think it takes color so well. Um, nor I think most people would think that I would go with like a Jordan one, which I mean, that'd also be a dream too, but I would definitely do a 270 because I definitely think that it doesn't get as much exposure as it should. And it's a great shoe. It's super comfortable. You can style it with so many different things and, um, it just takes color so well. So I would definitely want to do my own 270 for sure. All right. That's, that's a pretty interesting shoe. Most people would go Jordan one or air force or or dunk uh so that's uh that's pretty cool that you'd go with the 270 so i, I just kind of noticed as we as we talked today you know there's an overlying theme that you seem super engaged on things that are nike and jordan do, do you think about any other brands that you, you're interested in adidas or reebok or new balance because they're making some cool stuff um i love the new balance 327 that's definitely a shoe that i'll probably get in a few different colors over the course of the next few months um, I don't wear a lot of Addy. I have like a few NMDs. I've got superstars. I've got every single one of their like OG shoes I've got. I don't have any Yeezys. I don't really plan on getting them. Not the biggest Yeezy mm. fan. Um, Interesting. And Interesting. I would probably say like the shoes that I wear the most outside of Nike Jordan would be Converse. I've 
had an extensive extensive collection of Converse since I was a kid. Probably like at one point I had around like 15 or 16 pairs in all these different colors. Um, and now I've got probably like a rotation of like eight or nine that I'll still wear. Like usually the um, Chuck 70s, um, the classic Converse in highs and in high tops and low tops. But then also the Run Star Hike. I've been loving the Run Star Hike. Hmm, that, that's an interesting one, but I, I think that's a pretty cool one that's, uh, that's out there. So again, Samantha, really appreciate your time today. Um, you know, you being able to share and give us your perspective. Any, any final words? Um, thank you for having me on. This has been super fun. I think it's always nice to be able to kind of bridge that gap between the office and the stores. So for anyone who's listening, thank you for coming. Um, and I hope to be able to meet anyone that's here um, in the near future when the world gets a little bit more back to normal.